Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, September 29th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open for this hour at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're a day away, less than 24 hours to be exact, for Marshall and Old Dominion to kick off. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As it's homecoming tomorrow, it's a homecoming week all week. You know, they're going to have the parade. They're going to, of course, you know, have a lot of alumni get together, things like that. Again, I'm not necessarily taking in all the homecoming activities only because I live here. But it is homecoming for a lot of people, and, of course, there will be a lot of faces you haven't seen probably since the last homecoming that will be back tomorrow for the game. So looking forward to it. And as I mentioned, again, the game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got our pregame coverage beginning at 1230, and we're going to get into everything about the game tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about it here. Uh, we got to start out, though, with what – Brett McMurphy put out there, and I'm not surprised by any of this. That's the first thing. That's going to be the first takeaway is that Coach Huff's name has come up as a candidate for the Michigan State job. That's been something that has been rumored. There hasn't been really anything to substantiate that, but those whispers have been out there. Those rumors have been out there. And Brett McMurphy, of course, who breaks college football news all the time, like like it's his job, listing five candidates. Charles Huff is one of them. Charles Huff is one of them. Now, is anyone surprised by that? And I would say, no, you, you shouldn't be surprised because his name is going to come up. As Marshall, as successful as Marshall has been over the years, it's been a while since we've seen any sort of stir about the head coach, the current head coach, being considered a candidate for another job. Well, that's changed since Coach Huff came on board because he is someone that a lot of people look at. Hey, can he make it work at Marshall? That means maybe he can make it work here at the next level, and that would be Michigan State. And he's going to get a lot of consideration. Now, how much of this is going to be a distraction? How much of this is going to be, okay, this is just business as usual? I think it's going to be business as usual. It's not a thing until it's a thing. But it's kind of a thing now since Brett McMurphy, according to his sources, reporting that there are several names that are out there for the candidacy of Michigan State, and Charles Huff is one of them. What a big name, right? You have Mike Trestle from Wisconsin. You have Pat Narduzzi from Pitt. He's in there. Mike Elko, Duke's coach out there as well. But Charles Huff getting a little bit more of attention. So, honestly... Until until it happens, he's the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. Until it happens, I'm not worried about it. 
And to be honest with you, it's kind of nice to know that your head coach is a candidate for another job. That means he's doing something right. People think he's doing something. And I'm hoping that by the end of the season, Marshall has won a conference championship, has gotten into a bowl game, a pretty good one, has won the bowl game. And then if Coach Huff finds success at the at the next stop, more power to him. That means the next opportunity for someone up and coming maybe is right around the corner. Who knows? But what are your feelings on this? Do you like the fact that your head coach is starting to get some more notice, some more attention? Do you like the fact that, hey, people are looking at Marshall thinking, hey, something is happening there. You know, Maybe Charles Huff, we make him an offer. Maybe he'll be our next coach. What do you think about that? I mean, on the one hand, you had a guy like Bobby Pruitt. For the most part, he was a Marshall guy through and through. I know there was some flirting with him maybe taking another job that was out there. But you really didn't have that for Doc Holliday. You didn't have that for several of the Thundering Herd coaches. Of course, Jim Donnan gets the Georgia job. I think Jim Donnan would have been better served staying at Marshall. That's the one thing for him. You take the Georgia job, you got to remember – Georgia is bigger than the head coach. That's the thing you got to remember. The job is bigger than the individual. There are jobs where the individual, like Deion Sanders, for example, he's bigger than Colorado right now. He's bigger than the job. The job is is elevated because of Deion Sanders. Marshall football, Coach Huff, I, I don't know. What do you think? Is the job bigger than the man? Is the man bigger than the job? Or is it a, a nice balance here? I think it's a nice balance, actually. I won't go too far either way on that one. I think it's a nice balance. But Ohio State, I would think Ohio State's bigger than the coach. I would think at Georgia, it's bigger than the coach. There are several places that it's bigger than the coach. But it's a destination job. Michigan State, I would think it's probably bigger than the coach. Who knows? So this is going to be interesting, but I'm, I'm kind of curious. What do you think? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Are you... Are you excited that, hey, Marshall's getting some more national attention because Coach Huff is doing some good things here? The Herd's undefeated right now, has an opportunity to continue staying undefeated with a homecoming victory tomorrow over Old Dominion. If that happens, Marshall will also be 1-0 in Sunbelt play, getting set the following week for NC State. So good things could happen for the Thundering Herd. 4-0, that's a great number to be at, 4-0. and Looking to make it five, but you got to get past Old Dominion first, and it's going to be a dogfight. We know how that's going to play out. So looking forward to it tomorrow. And, again, if you can't go to the game, I've got you covered because we're going to have it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So when we continue, we're going to get you set for the game with our first look at tomorrow's pregame, our kickoff. If you don't usually get a chance to listen to the pregame, I'm going to give you kind of a sneak peek of everything we're going to be talking about tomorrow with our kickoff. So that's coming up. So you get to first listen to it. And we're going to talk a little high school football as well. It is a high school football night across the Tri-State. We'll talk to Woody Woodrum about the Huntington Highlanders matchup tonight at Riverside. Later on, we're going to talk to Dickie Martin. He's going to tell us about Ashland taking on Rowan County. The Vikings, the opponent for the Tomcats tonight. So we're going to get into all of that. Take a look at what your high school football Friday looks like across the radio dial. And, of course, we'll kind of keep an eye on what's happening on Saturdays as well. So we've got a full plate to get into. We'll do that when we continue. And, of course, the best thing for the show 
is you. You gotta you gotta do your part. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of the show. Saturday, Marshall faces off against Old Dominion. It's time for the kickoff. Ladies and gentlemen, will you take your seats, please? Here we go. There's the kickoff. In the eight previous meetings between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Old Dominion Monarchs, the Herd has come out on top seven times. However, Thundering Herd head coach Charles Huff would call that rat poison, despite dominating the series. This is going to be a battle at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Um, obviously, a lot of history with ODU, relationship-wise with the head coach, uh, Ricky Ronnie. He and I work together. A lot of respect for what he's doing there with their program. Uh, we talked in the Sunbelt Media Conference. Um, <clears throat> this game is always a battle. Um, two really good teams. Two years ago, they came up here and um, it went into overtime. And then um, up there last year, it was a dogfight, 12 to nothing score. Um, so expecting another competitive environment, expecting another competitive challenge. Last year, despite winning the game, Marshall was only able to score 12 points in a shutout win over the Monarchs, a fact that Marshall offensive lineman Logan Osborne hasn't forgotten. Yeah, we've had the, we were talking about as an offense, like offensively we've kind of struggled the past two years. Um, I guess ODU, our defense has done their job and uh, they kind of challenged us for, you know, for us to do our job. The last year we really had four field goals, even before that. We didn't have a touchdown to like a Hail Mary pass to send to overtime. So, you know, uh, offensively, we got to play better. And uh, that's kind of the challenge for us this week. The challenge for the Thundering Herd will always be moving the ball. But the defense will face a new challenge this year from the Monarchs offense, led by three new assistant coaches and two quarterbacks. They've changed a little bit. They've changed offensive schemes and what they're doing. They can score points in bunches now. Um, They stress you a lot schematically with their spacing and what they do. And um, they've got a quarterback who fully understands the system and where the ball should be going so it comes out quick. Grant Wilson leads the way at quarterback for Old Dominion. He's a transfer from Fordham, but he was pulled early in last week's 10-9 victory over Texas A&M Commerce in favor of backup quarterback Jack Shields, who entered the game in the second quarter, and he went 14-20 for 258 yards and a touchdown. It was the first time in Shields' career the attempted a pass, but Marshall defensive back J.J. Roberts thinks Wilson will be the starter on Saturday. They used two different quarterbacks, but um, I expect them to go back to the one that's been playing just because I think he just had a bad first half. They just wanted to sit him so he didn't lose any more of his confidence. But um, definitely their skill, and they have a weird offensive scheme going on, but um, we're gonna, we have a good game plan for them. Old Dominion comes into the contest 2-2 two and two with wins over FCS Texas A&M Commerce and Sunbelt League mate Louisiana but two tough losses against Virginia Tech, 37-17, and Wake Forest, 27-24. Take those scores away, and Marshall coach Charles Huff sees a team that plays explosive football. Offensively, they're explosive. Um, Again, if you don't look at the score, you would think that they've scored 80 points because they're throwing the ball down the field, the ball is getting caught in space, there's explosive plays. 
Um, you know, obviously there are some some areas where they'd probably like to have one or two of the plays back, but you look at what they did to a Power 5 school a couple weeks ago, you know, and if you don't look at the score in the back and the fourth, you just watch the offensive side of things. Um, they, they, they move the ball, you know, pretty efficiently on Wake Forest. Um, explosively, they're a little bit more big chunks fast. Um, and, and when that happens, you're never out of a game. Huff anticipates his defense being stressed all day by that explosive potential. It's going to stress us a little bit defensively just because it's new. And they've, they've, they've got a, a quarterback and a group of wide receivers who understand it. You know, we're not getting them in week one where they're just coming out of camp and they're kind of testing some things out. We're getting them third of the way through the season. So they're able to work out some kinks. They're able to put some guys in some places to do what they do well. On the defensive side of the ball, throw out last year's game film. The scheme on that side of the ball has also changed for the Monarchs. Defensively, they've changed. Um, Scheme-wise, similar personnel, but scheme-wise, they've changed. Um, They really force you to be um, sound in your blocking um, because of their um, joker defense or the three-safety defense that they're running. Um, and then obviously they have a phenomenal player at Mike Linebacker who, who kind of leads their, their team not only with production but energy and, and, and the right mentality. The defense is led by All-American junior linebacker Jason Henderson. In last week's game alone, Henderson recorded a game-high 17 tackles, including three for loss and one and a half sacks in the win over A&M Commerce. Henderson leads the country with 15 tackles per game and is second in the country with 60 total tackles. In describing Henderson, Coach Huff says he might be looking at Marshall defensive lineman Owen Porter. You know, if I just close my eyes, I would say he's Owen Porter playing Mike Linebacker, you know, just to kind of have that um, that intensity that, you know, plays every play with his hair on fire. Um, you know, if you drew up a football player, you know, on paper, um, that's what he would look like. A guy that plays with unbelievable effort. Um, has a really good knack, knows for the ball, um, does, you know, does some things that you can tell a veteran linebacker does. You know, he's supposed to, by the defensive scheme, have the A-gap over the top, but because he knows the plays and he knows the flow, he can kind of backdoor some stuff and still get himself in position. We've got to do a good job, got to have a good plan for him. Um, you know, we talk about guys who can drastically affect the football game. He's one of those guys. Um, so we've got to have a good plan for him and, and, and understand that is he's going to win some. You know, it's not going to be where you can, quote unquote, take him out of the game. Uh, but what we've got to do is find a way to minimize the amount of times he's able to win. Owen Porter might come to mind when describing Henderson, but Logan Osborne has a more descriptive term. Uh, he, he, he's a psycho. Um, he's a he, he's a really good player. Their whole defense is catered around him to make plays. Um, he's physical. He's tough. He flies downhill, and he's not afraid to sacrifice his body to make a tackle. Um, he's your he's a typical, you know, just stud linebacker. For Marshall linebacker Eli Neal, he always wants to outplay the other team's defense, including Henderson. Um, he's definitely the main the main focus over there at ODU. Um, definitely love to watch the way he plays. Um, they they had a DB, I believe that. Returned a touchdown, two touchdowns. One was an interception, one was a fumble. So they got guys that uh, they can make spark plays on the other end. And I mean, like you said, each and every week our goal is to play outplay the other team's defense. More on our preview tomorrow starting at 12.30 on West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Football Today presented by Liona, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Friday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Busy night in high school football. South Charleston is going to be at Spring Valley. We've got that game on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5. The Planet. Also, we have got coming up tonight, Campbell Midland Knights. They will play host to Capital. That's going to be 7 o'clock on our sister station, 97.9 The River. And we'll hear from Dickie Martin here shortly. Ashland will play host to Rowan County coming up tonight. You can listen to that game on our sister station, Cat Sports 93-3 and 13-40. So I'm looking forward to a lot, honestly. We get a lot of high school football happening across the tri-state coming up. And the transfer portal issue is not going away. It's not going away because of the fact that what was supposed to be a good thing, it's gotten manipulated a little bit, to be fair. It's gotten manipulated a lot because of the problem with some schools don't have that many people to begin with. Honestly, a lot of people just don't – a lot of schools don't have that many people to begin with as far as a student body. And so – you might be a, a class AAA school in attendance, but you might not have really, honestly, you might not have the students that come out. That's that's something that you, you really need to keep an eye on as far as you know, if this is going to continue, what's going to happen? If this is going to continue, what's going to happen here? You know, Are we going to see certain schools continue to thrive and are we going to see certain schools continue to maybe uh, – trail off a little bit. I don't know what the answer may be, but we've got one game tonight where Huntington High honestly has been better than most of the opponents it's faced for the last few years, and the transfer portal really hasn't been an issue. And so we've got that game coming up tonight. Woody Woodrum is stepping in the studio as we speak. He's got the game along with Christian Palmer, and that's coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, Dickie Martin will join us. We'll have him on here in a few minutes, and that game going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Coming up tonight, Huntington High takes on Riverside. We'll have the game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Last week, the Highlanders got the victory over the Capital Cougars 58-0. Man, that bell sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. It's big. Has a nice ring. Four people can carry it, ring it all the way into the locker room, which is what I understood they did. Uh, Huntington has now won five in a row, I believe, against Capitol, and they have uh, evened up a series that was very much in Capitol's favor from the early days. But, uh, you know, the Canal Valley's got a problem, and they're losing student athletes, more transferred there than any other county. And while some of them went to schools within the county, many of them left the county and went to play other places. So I don't know how they can fix that. And that's maybe what we're looking at again, because 
Mark Mason, the capital coach, agreed to go to six-minute quarters and a running clock in the fourth quarter. And that got it over quick, but Huntington's number two quarterback threw a touchdown pass on like third and 25. Yeah, you can't tell these kids not to and, score. You have to yeah. put them in there. You just don't say, exactly. all right, stop. Fall down. Yeah. yeah, stop. No, don't. You let them play. They get the opportunity to play because they've practiced all week as well. Yeah. Dante Newsom's number three quarterback. Wasn't even playing quarterback start the year. And, and, you know, he threw a touchdown pass. But, it was again, you know, it was a, a third and long. I think most whatever. coaches in the state know Billy Seals is not going to try to run it no. up on you. Because no. we've seen coaches who have tried to run it up. And not even take their starters out. Billy, on the other hand, taking the opportunity to get some yeah. kids some playing time despite what the circumstances may it, look it's, like. It's good for his team, Paul, in that they're getting a lot of playing time in varsity games for JV players. But it's bad for the rest of the state and because it, it shows the gap. Uh, and it's also bad for the starters because – I and, and you'll hear this uh, later tonight when I talk to a couple of players at halftime. Uh, you know, I'm like, can you maintain your focus because you know you've got better teams coming up down the stretch? I mean, after they get what should be a win tonight, then they have Parkersburg, Midland at home. They go to St. Albans, which will be another blowover. But Hurricane comes in. So you've got Midland and Hurricane coming to Huntington plus a trip to a really good Parkersburg team. And if you can keep your focus against teams that are a combined 13-2, and two, then you could be the number one team in the state going into the playoffs. But you've definitely got to refocus after you maybe don't play more than a quarter or two at best. And that's coming again against Riverside. The opponent tonight is going to mention Riverside tonight. We'll have the game here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So are we expecting more of the same? We can't over – you know, we can't overstress enough that, you know, there is, you know, a real problem in the state of West Virginia as yes. far as kids transferring from schools to schools. As far as Riverside's concerned, you know, a traditional strong program, not necessarily maybe a state power, but always a competitive program. Maybe not so much tonight. Well, as DuPont and East Bank last week, they were celebrating the uh, 30th anniversary, I guess it was, of the uh, – both teams winning the AAA and the AA title in the same year. So bringing all those guys back in after 30 years. But this team lost tw- uh, all but two of its top rushers from last season and all five of their top receivers. Nine left to the transfer rule and a large senior class. So they had some players that were supposed to be there this year, and they just didn't stay. They thought, well, I'm going to go play and win somewhere. So it gives them uh, two seniors, two to three seniors, basically, in the lineup. That's Jonathan Welch, a left guard on offense, middle linebacker on defense. Then you've got uh, Bryce Green, who's a senior running back and safety. And that's about it. I mean, they, they <laughs> that's about it on the seniors. So... What can you do there, you know, and it's very tough. Uh, you know, it's also hard to get stats on a team that's down. Nobody's doing careful statting. But last week against Spring Valley, Caden Ray, their quarterback, who's just a sophomore, six foot, 165 pounds, he rushed for 18 yards, including a 13-yard touchdown in the third quarter. No one scored with a running clock in the fourth quarter. And he threw seven passes, all of them incomplete, except for two that were intercepted. So, you know, last year he was 20-52 of 52 as a freshman, which isn't terrible, but he threw two picks and just one touchdown. And he rushed for 
17 yards in one touchdown. That's last year. So their top running back that was supposed to be back with 45 carries for 160 yards was Bishop Harrison. We haven't been able to find out what happened to him. He was listed on the roster. Uh, Bryce Green gets Spring Valley, ran five times for 13 yards. Uh, it was 0 for 1 passing. So they threw eight passes. Uh, none of them were complete. Two of them were intercepted. They had four fumbles. Uh, they lost two of those. Uh, they also had the two interceptions. So Yeah, and, and Spring Valley's down this year. So yeah, that's, Spring- that's the scary thing. Spring Valley's down. Absolutely. And so Huntington's not down. Huntington's trying to maintain and... Unfortunately for the Highlanders, and again, you know, we're not trying to disparage anyone, but there no. there is a gap. The it's it's sometimes your biggest enemy is going to be yourself because the competition isn't up to where you're at. I mean, it's a great right. problem to have because you're heads and shoulders above everyone else, but you also have to at the same time maintain that or risk coming down to your level of opponent. And you know, a lot of these programs are down that are traditionally not this. Average? Yeah. Well, I think Riverside has always had good athletes. Guys like Randy Moss came from there and Bobby Howard and Chris uh, Massey over at East Bank was an outstanding double-A linebacker and running back. Uh, but here's the good news. They're 1-3 they're and three right now, probably going to be 1-4 and four after they play Huntington. But they've played number three, Huntington tomorrow night. These are the SSAC ratings. Number six, Parkersburg. Number nine, Beckley. When they come back, they get Capital, who is one and three. They get a game at South Charleston, who is 0 and four. Then the last three games are at Hurricane, then Lincoln County, who's one and four. And they finish with Midland. So Alex Doherty, who was three and seven last year, at least has three teams coming down the stretch. He could beat Capital, South Charleston, Lincoln County. And if he was to pull an upset on Huntington or Hurricane or Midland, he could actually be 5-5, five and five and that might sneak him in to the bottom of the playoffs. I think these coaches are looking at everything they do playing-wise makes it a better team for next year. So if we get to play all 10 games, and then even if we get number 16 against number 1, which they'll probably be crushed, but still, the kids will have gone to the playoff. They'll know how that feels, and most of their players are scheduled to come back. Woody Woodrum with me tonight. The game is coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington at Riverside. We go on the air at 7 o'clock, 7.30 kick. Just go to WRBC.com. You can stream the game there. Thanks, Woody. All right, Paul. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. High school football Friday night on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Coming up, Dickie Martin's going to have the call. Ashland taking on Round County. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And I get to talk to Dickie Martin. He's joining us now on the phone. For a quick preview of tonight's action, Tomcats are six and zero. Rowan County is one and four. Why should I listen to you tonight, Dickie? Why should I tune in to hear you? Uh, because you want to hear me, number one. Okay, that's fair. And you do want to pick up the scores every now and then. I'll have a few funny things to say. A few funny but, things. Uh, okay, I like be, that. But, but uh, it will it will be. Uh, I'm expecting uh, on paper. It looks like the blowout. It looks like a blowout, but. Rowan County. That's why they play him. Yeah, that, Rowan County's not exactly going to just going to show up and say, "All right, um, 
Yeah, go ahead and score. Uh, they've been pretty competitive. <laughs> I mean, you look at some of their your matchups. Nah. And they've been okay. I mean, look, I'm not. Been, we're, I've seen nah, some blowouts. Really. I've seen blowouts this year. Their scores aren't gigantic blowouts. So those are competitive. No. in this day and age. Yes, but they haven't. They haven't played the competition that Ashland has. That's number one. Number two, they've never beaten Ashland. Never, ever. So you just jinxed it tonight. <laughs> well, if it, if that's what it takes, if that's, I'll never believe it. But that's okay. Why? Why such a why such a gap? As Coach Huff says, why do they need to close the gap so much? What's what's Round County uh, def? What's yeah, the deficit not, there? Their football program is, you know, they really haven't had much of a football program. To be honest with you, their coach is a pretty good guy, pretty good coach. They just don't get any, many players out to play football. Number one, and they don't have a lot of football talent. So. It's just the way it is. By chance, yeah. if they were to muster a fight tonight, yeah. uh, what do you uh, okay. what do you, what do we'll you expect? What what do you expect? Let's let's just go ahead and be honest. If if they were able to put up a fight tonight, where do you see you know where do you see their strength? Let's be fair. Uh, they run the wing tee, the old fashioned wing tee, which uh, you know they don't throw. Obviously, they don't throw it much. They run the old wing tee. So if Ashland puts a lot of guys in the box to stop that, then, you know, maybe, maybe they could throw a pass or two. But so, so let me I, ask you this. I, I'll be me, honest with you. I mean, if, if Ashland ain't up by two or three touchdowns at the end of the first quarter, I'll be a little disappointed. So how do, how does Ashland avoid complacency? You, you know, you're supposed to beat Rowan County. Yeah, yeah, well, you, because, and, you know, I asked the same I asked the, coach the same thing these kids this year are really really focused on what they get need to get done and they get it done in a hurry like last week we jumped on green up 20 to nothing and it was you know they knew what they had to do go out there jump on them get you know beat them in the ground for the first quarter and that'll be it and that's what happened so Dickie Martin will have the game tonight. You can tune in to him for, for all of his funny stories on Cat Sports yeah, 93. We'll funny things to say. It'll be good. Yeah, sometimes you have funny things to say and they're not even planned. That's <laughs> That's very true. So that's the adventure. Tuning in to hear what Dickie has to say. You can do that tonight on our sister station, Cat Sports exactly. 933, 1340. Seven o'clock airs we'll be there. 730 kick. It's the Tomcats at home against Rowan County and then you right. got Boyd County on the road, then right. you have Open, then Johnson Central on the road, and then you finish it up at least the regular season against Simon Kenton. So, you know, exactly. smooth sailing That's ahead for the Tomcats. That's what we're going to do. we got Boyd County, big rival next week on the road, district game. So, you know, competition will get better. And then the following week, Johnson Central, who is, uh, you know, it's between us and them, who's going to win this district. So that's what we're going to find out. All right. Tune in tonight. It's uh, it's real simple. Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Dickie will be there for all of the action as the Tomcats are, uh, if they're not blowing out Rowan County by the end of the first quarter, Dickie's going to be very upset. And then you get to hear him. I'm going, yeah, I will not be a happy camper. <laughs> Come on. Do you really want to see a blowout? Yes. <laughs> okay. I knew the answer I was going to get when I asked that. What? You don't want to see a competitive yeah, game. The, you don't want, want to see I want the running. I want the running clock as early as we can get it, and uh, that'll be it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Refresh everyone. The running clock begins when thirty-six point difference. Okay. Not. It's not a period. It's not a quarter issue. It's. It's a point. Nope. Yep. Thirty-six point difference, and it's running clock time. Does it? Does if if say Rowan made a comeback, will they stop the clock, or is it? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Running clock. Running clock. All right. Hope you get your wish. 
running clock. Okay, thank you so much. Talk to you. I'll talk to you sooner than next week, but I'll talk to you soon. You got it. That's Dickie Martin. He's hoping for the running clock tonight. What a way to end the show. What a show. What a way to end it. That's going to do it. Tomorrow, back at it. 1230, Jonesy Edwards Stadium. College football today. I'll be there kicking things off for you as we get set for Marshall and Old Dominion. So back at it tomorrow, 1230. Until then, have a great night, everyone.